the Immigrant Hustle Podcast. I am your host, B Magic. I got my brother Noise with me. This week, special guest. I'm not even gonna introduce him. I'll let him introduce himself. <laughs> Hi everybody, my name is Fate. <laughs> Fate D O E, aka Domi, back in back in the building. Oh, <laughs> you know, we had to go back with the back with the old school Zoo Babies names and uh, and make you feel at home oh, here in Cumble yeah. Studios. Yeah, aka D O M E, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we used to have some epic freestyle battles back in the day, man, in the yeah. studio with Zoo Babies. But yo, thank you for coming through to. Cumbo Studios. Thank you so much for having me, dog. Yeah, Appreciate I understand that. this is your you guys. first podcast ever. Yeah, yeah, for uh, yeah, first. Well, does Frequency and Friends count as a podcast? No, nah, yeah. they don't count. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to JJ so, yeah, and yeah. Amanda. So I guess this is a podcast. Yeah, it's my first podcast. Okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Frequency and Friends. Shout yeah. out to Static. And yeah, Fuente, man, thanks for coming through. No worries, um, yeah, we've been trying to get you on the show for a while, so we're glad that we got you here. Happy to be here. Got you wrapped up in this like luxurious white gumble here. Yeah, man. <laughs> might have to rock like Rick Ross today. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but we're gonna kind of go through your story. We've known we've been friends for a really long time. We've obviously worked together with the Zoo Babies, and up until this point, you have a very crazy story. But mm. the way we like to kind of start off things is starting off with like your parents' immigration story. So, where are your? What's your background? Where are your parents from? And how? How did you make it to Canada? So my background, or okay, my parents' background, they're Punjabi. Yeah. Sick. Shout out. From Punjab. Uh, my dad's from Jalandhar, and my mom's, I think, also from Jalandhar, but okay. she grew up in Delhi. Um, so that's the background of their background. So yeah. what was the next question you asked me? Like, yeah, like, uh, so like, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like, we know your story, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. For, the, for the listeners who do not know your full story, right? Okay. There, there's a, you didn't just come directly from Punjab to no. Canada, right? No, 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 no. I, know, I know you were born in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that. I was okay. just explaining my parents. Okay, so my <laughs> yeah, parents, yeah. Uh, they're Punjabi, Sikh, from Jalandhar, slash Delhi, my mom. And uh, they got married because they were working as teachers. Somewhere, I forgot where, it was outside of Punjab. They were working as teachers. They got married. Um, the 80s happened, 84, 85, mm. all that stuff was a bad time. A lot of people were leaving Punjab. Oh, so your parents left around that time? Yes, they did leave okay. around that time. Um, so they left, I think they left India and then, I mean, sorry, not so they left Punjab. And then outside of that, they left India after that. Mm. Uh, they got some positions in Thailand, Bangkok, which you were just saying, uh, to teach. And they went out there on a full kind of like ride. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Were, like everything was paid for. And for people, like my dad came out the gutter in the brand. You know yeah. what I mean? For, for, for him to even just be able to leave, because a lot of our family didn't leave until now. Mm. Now, like, you know how Canada is a little bit easier to come. Yeah. We're sponsoring people. So, like, literally my dad was the first one out. Um they bounced. They went to Bangkok, Thailand. They taught there for a long time, for ten years, I believe. And uh, then I was born. And then do we? Do I keep going? Yeah. You want yeah. Me to keep going? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought you want me to stop. I don't want to ramble. No, okay. No, so yeah. how, long, how long were you in uh, Bangkok for? I was there for like five years, four or five years. Okay. Yeah. My my parents were there for ten. Um, do you have any like memories, like distinct memories in your in your head from being back there? I know it's hard because it's such a young age, but. Yeah, I had I had some so like uh, Raginder and Ragni, so yeah, his sister. Out. Yeah, so I remember hanging out with them when I was uh, very young. Oh, so they were out there as well. Yeah, they were born there as okay, well. Okay, so sick. their parents, his okay, yeah, his parents, Raginder's parents, and my parents were like like us, like yeah. we we're homies, like yeah, they were really yeah. really tight. Um, and uh, they, I think they also taught at the school as well, so they saw each other on a frequent like frequent basis, and they were at our houses and stuff. So, yeah, we literally were born together. Like, you that's know what I mean? Dope, on, 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 on that. But anyways, yeah, I remember them. I remember the Gordwara there, which I just visited a couple months ago. That's again, sad. which was trippy because I yeah. remembered stuff. I was like, I remember there's an elevator and you got to go up and the elevator opens in the Deval Hall. And my and yeah. my friend was with me. He's like, nah, you don't remember that. And I was like, watch. And then we did it. And it was <laughs> on the seventh floor and it opened on the thing. It was exactly the same. Yeah. And uh, they that was like the first girl that I built in Thailand. So I remembered that. And then I remember some small stuff like from the house. And like, uh, I don't know. I have a distinct memory of a pool in the middle of nowhere for some reason. <laughs> so yeah, just stuff like that. But um, from there, I don't know why. 
uh, my parents wanted to move to California. I don't remember why. Maybe I should ask them. Well, were there was there ever like uh, uh, the ability of getting a citizenship in Thailand? Because I know a lot of countries there they might be tight on that, even if you're there working, right? I think they were tight on that. Yeah. Um, because I don't even I'm not a citizen of Thailand. Mm-hmm. I think they were very tight on that. My parents are still they were still Indian citizens. I think it was something like that. Like there was some. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I never asked. Um, but uh, they so. They wanted to move to California or the states at one point. My mom really was pushing for it, and because uh, they were good there, like yeah. they were good in Thailand, like everything was uh, Gucci. And um, my mom was like, she wants to go to the states or whatever. And then they figured out a way to move to the states. So then, when I was like five years old, I moved to California. Whereabouts in California? Uh, I was in um, Bay Area, but it, there's a city called Union City. Okay. So I moved there for I was I think I was there for like six months. Actually, we were living with people. We had that. I remember for for the first twelve months, I think mm-hmm. it was like you living with random people, because um, there wasn't very many Punjabi people out there. Yeah. So you you we were living with a couple people, and then we found our own apartment in Unicity. Then moved to Hayward probably a little bit after that, and then okay. I stayed in Hayward until I graduated high school. So at this point, when you moved to the states, like, are you speaking English? Um. Yeah, I was because I was young. I think I picked. So I, in Thailand, I was speaking Thai, which yeah. is funny because I don't remember any of it now. <laughs> uh, Thai, I think English as well, and uh, Hindi Punjabi. Okay. Like a, little, like a little bit of both, a mix of both. All right. Yeah. But did you feel like, uh, like I remember for me, like the the little English that I did know was from like cartoons and stuff like that. But when I came here, there was still like... I wanted to be able to express myself and talk to other kids, but I, I wasn't comfortable with my language sk- skills when I first came. Did you ever, like, feel that at all? or? Honestly, bro, I, I wouldn't remember because I came in kindergarten. Yeah, that's true. So I was like, I yeah, don't remember. Yeah, it's a remember, lot earlier, yeah. But even I feel like when you're that young, you pick up language yeah, really no, quick. Yeah, it, it is way easier. So, yeah, I, I was very, very young, like kindergarten, and I remember I did first grade somewhere. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I picked it up are pretty quick um so i I don't think i had that issue that's dope um other issues i definitely had because i was the only guy who's like especially like now if you talk talk about union city you think about punjabi people you think you you talk about hayward you think punjabi people but like literally from kindergarten to like almost 12th grade i was only the only punjabi person or indian not even that you're like like only indian but also visually visually as yeah yeah, you kept your hair you had your yeah 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 yeah. they all everybody always thought i was a girl even the teachers then my mom had to go in and Yo, be like, I had just because of because of long hair. They're like, oh, he yeah. has long hair. Yes, sir. I yeah. remember I was on a flight. Uh, <coughs> it's like grade two. I'm going up in job. I'm pause, on Air India. Pause. Me and you were on a flight. We gotta talk <laughs> yeah, about we'll that. Get, we gotta yeah. talk about that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yo, I'm in grade two. I'm on a flight to India. Yeah. And the 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 flight attendant basically thought I was a girl. Like I came up to my mom. He's like, oh, you got a really nice daughter here. I'm just like, oh, boy, goddamn. Yeah, I know. Noise is pretty fine. That was, that was pretty normal for me, though. Yeah. Like, that, like up, up until, like, sixth grade, that was pretty normal for me to get that. Mm. I don't know. It just, I guess it was just so different, like, for them. Yeah, yeah well, we, were, we weren't in the information age that we are in now, right? Yeah. Or even just seeing... Seeing things in in the mainstream everywhere, right? Yeah. Like the world has evolved a lot in that sense. Yeah, but I, you know, like I wasn't like a like a bog wearing kid. I had a little Judah, and all you see is a lot of hair and, and a ball, yeah. and it's like, you know, what I mean. So I, I can see them being confused a little bit. But you did know? you feel any like obviously? It, it, People look at you like you're different, but did you have any like open racism of or course. bullying and shit like oh, that? Hundred percent. I mean, like. I don't have distinct memories of it anymore, or yeah. I don't think I. Have. Well, we tend to block those things out. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have any distinct memories, but I do. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Like, I'm yeah, third grade. I can remember this one stupid kid, like stuff like that. But like, what I was really good at that happened genetically is social. I was very social, just yeah, like yeah. I am now. So, but that happened because of. I guess maybe because I was the only child, so I had to be social. I had to figure out how to be friends with everybody. So I think the first week or two used to always be anxiety st- striking because I'm like, yo, I don't know who I'm going to run into, what people are going to say. 
but then I would naturally just become friends with everybody in the class, so it never got to that point. No. Like, I've heard really bad stories of, like, mm-hmm. you know, Punjabi kids and how much they've had to go through. So, like, yeah, I've, you know, got taunted, all that name-calling and stuff like that, but it's pretty, like, yeah. minor compared to yeah. what other people have had to really go through, like, physically abused and stuff like that. Yeah. I wasn't on that. So, I, I guess I just found my way. And I think that brings to the conversation to hip-hop. Yeah. Hip-hop was one of the ways I did it. And, like, what are your first, like, earliest memories of, like, falling in love with hip-hop? Via Michael Jackson. Okay. So my dad was a big Michael Jackson fan. Um, him and um, Apache Indian. Okay. So that was, That's a good mix right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a good mix. So my dad, like, I don't personally remember listening to Apache, but my dad said when I was, like, in Thailand when I was super young, He's like, yo, every time he came on, came on TV, you would just listen to it. And I think there was like one song that I ran through. I just <laughs> kept listening to it. So that and uh, Michael Jackson, because my dad was a huge Michael Jackson fan. He actually went to his concert yeah. in Thailand. Uh, my brothers, my dad took my brothers, and I was too young to go. In yeah. Norway? Yeah, I'm Jeez. so jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he went there um, with Rockender's dad, actually. So nice. I think, yeah, they, I guess just being influenced by that. So those two, I think Michael Jackson did have some hip-hop influences on a couple of his songs on of his course, albums yeah. Um, yeah he had biggie on his tracks he had Shaq. So. i didn't know he had biggie yeah he had, had a lot of that. like even like early spoken word artists like yeah. on like random tracks okay, I, gotta, so I gotta go back to that yeah, i didn't yeah. know biggie, what on on michael's album or biggie's album Ma- michael's album no way which yeah, album on the, on the history album I remember that album. Yeah. I haven't listened to it in years. Go though. back, man. <laughs> yeah. Big, big okay. spit some fire on there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely through Michael. And then that opened the door to, like, Pac was still alive, I believe. Um, Biggie. And then whatever was through the radio. Because we didn't have internet. Mm-hmm. We didn't have computer, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's like, yeah. we listened to, whenever my mom or dad were in the car, like, yo, put on uh, Wild 94.9. That's what it was in Cali. Yeah. And then they would let me listen to it for a couple of minutes whenever we would drive. And that's getting that influence. And then the kids at school. Okay. Whatever they would talk about. Movies was another really big way to get hip hop. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I, I distinctly remember Rush Hour. Yeah. That's when I first was like, can I get a what? what? <laughs> Yo, Yo, that was thing, my first thing. I yeah. think Villa said the exact same thing. He's like, that was one of the first songs that made him fall in love with hip hop. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Like, it was, I don't know if it, that was the song that did it for me, but that, I distinctly remember that song. Like, mm, yeah. because again, we weren't, that was on TV because you could see it in ads and you heard it on, on the radio and then kids were talking about it and it was a very catchy song. Yeah. Shout out to Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yo, another little known fact, Magic, your mom and Fata, your mom, mm. actually are a crew of... The zoo mamas. Yeah. <laughs> are actually a crew of like poets, essentially, poets yeah. and writers. Yeah. So growing up, did you have your mom's influence of poetry and speech writing? Was that present in the household? In the household, yes. Mm. Um, beca- but I hated it <laughs> <laughs> because... Because when I was, like, super young, like, elementary, yeah, elementary, um, our parents, obviously, they couldn't afford a babysitter, right? Barely afford cable. Yeah. But um, they used to go to, and they still do, these little conferences or whatever yeah, they go to yeah. every weekend. I don't they know. They go hard, man. Bro, they go <laughs> hella hard. But, yeah, like, they used to go to these, like, meetings slash conferences in these boardrooms somewhere. Um, this is in Cali. Yeah. And uh, they had their crews, and they would go share stories and um poetry and i would literally be in a room full of 50 adults the yeah. only kid there and we would be there like all sunday or like a, all the whole day saturday yeah. and yeah so like i hated it then but i was i mean i think being there subconsciously has an effect on you oh definitely and your parents doing that every you know every week or every so and then we would even go to their houses the people's houses and then i would get to mingle with their kids and then we had something so yeah like i'm sure it did i'm sure it had some effect even for me, like, I didn't even know this stuff on, that, like, my mom was into poetry and, like, she did, like, speech writing competitions in Punjab and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I didn't know any of that till I started making music. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, okay, yeah, so okay, like, okay. none of that stuff was, like, evident to me as a young child. But then, yeah. like, once she's like, yo, where do you think you got it from? Like, you know? Like, <laughs> came I gave G- you my bars. Came, came and G-checked me real quick. Yeah. I, I think more... You're right, actually. I don't think I was, like, really aware of what was going on. Um, But I think more that 
something that had an effect on me more was my dad singing all the time. Yeah. He always sang. I don't know if he wrote his, the stuff he sang, but he always sang uh, every house party, every like, yeah, every yeah. function. I think that had an effect. And then just, I think just the acceptance and love for music. Because a lot of Punjabi households would be like, yo, no music. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, right? so no definitely. Just having that love, I think it definitely gets passed down. And it's so weird too though, because everything that like Sikh Punjabi stand for is so rhythmic, right? Like yeah. we've, we've had this talk about how the, a generation got suppressed of <coughs> creativity, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look back on our lineage, it's nothing but that. But the arts, yeah. the arts. But that shit was ripped away from us, right? Yeah. And it's kind of cool now to see this revolution of young Punjabi kids like yeah. taking that back, right? In every way, not just music. Yeah, yeah no, like everything, Fashion, right? clothing, everything is crazy. Yeah, I dope. agree with you. Yeah, I, I grew up in a household like that where the arts, they weren't around. Like, you could, I couldn't listen to music in front of my parents. Yeah. Like, I could watch movies in front of them, mm-hmm. like, movies with them. Mm-hmm. But if, if I want to listen to a rap song, nah. could Oh, yeah, rap song, no. too. I remember uh, when I was in Hayward in a small apartment, I got the Rough Riders CD somehow. <laughs> somehow. So some kid let me borrow it. Because, again, we didn't have access. Yeah. Like, to think how quick we have access now. Like, yeah. you said Michael Jackson history. I can go on my iTunes right now and check out the album yeah. and listen to it. Right? Like, to that at that time, you had to drive to a store. You had to wait for it to come on radio. You had mm. to record it on a tape deck. So, anyways, I got this um, the Rough Riders CD. And um, I put it. Didn't have headphones, so I put it on the stereo, and yeah. I put it all the way to one, <laughs> and I put my head against the speaker. I was listening to DMX, and every, you know, he was yeah. cursing like crazy, <laughs> and then somehow, someway, my dad heard it. Oh, that was, he was pissed. <laughs> Can I cuss on there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. G-fuck fucks when he got done. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was so shook, bro, because my dad never said anything to me, but when he said that, I was shook. That's exactly yeah. how my parents were, too. Yeah. Like, any car ride, anywhere, like, we just, I would just want, like, my brothers were way older than me, so, like, I got away with it through them, mm. but, like, that's all, the second I heard it as a kid, I'm like, this is all I want to listen to. Exactly. And then that little factor of you're not allowed to listen to it, yeah. of course, as Obviously, a kid, it do you're more, like, yeah. fuck it, I have to listen to this. It's now. dangerous, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, what is that, it? then? What's yeah. so dangerous about that? Exactly, exactly. It's funny, though, that <laughs> the three of us become musicians. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are trying to keep it away yeah, from us. Yeah, well, I mean, you... you Tell a kid he can't do something that's going to make him want to do it even that much more. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, no, my dad was very supportive of the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, so, well, that's yeah, the thing. It's, yeah. a, it's not fuck every other two words. Yeah, right? yeah, because he was a fan. So I think that still had something, some effect because um, I remember like he bought me for my, one of my birthdays. It was like it was like whenever your birthday comes around, you can get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to Walmart. We're buying every Michael Jackson CD there is, period. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have that many. Yeah. I was pretty sad about that. <laughs> but I remember I got that. And then I remember like looking through the lyrics and stuff like that and learning like English music because yeah. we were only exposed to like Hindi and Punjabi at that time. So yeah. mm. I definitely fell in love with it at that time. Rough Riders. Well, what Michael yeah. Jackson, Tupac, I have found out about through the kids that um, lived in my complex. And yeah. Yeah. So, Fatih, I feel like a lot of people know your music through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's certainly how I discovered your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably around 2010 ish time. Yeah. Um, but how long before that were you actually making your, your first songs? Mm, making my first song? Like, seriously? Yeah, like, actually recording, releasing stuff, putting it online. Like, what was that process like, and how old were you when you were doing that? Okay, so if we go back to the timeline, I when when did 50 Cent come out? The Get Richard or Die Trying? That was, like, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the birthday song. What was that? that song In the club? Oh, In the, the club, club yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, like, 03, 04. So, around, right, 04, um, I found that beat. Welcome to Atlanta was around that time as yes, well. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta had a, a Indian version. Okay. It was uh, Welcome to India, where the cows eat hay. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to India, where the cows eat hay. Yeah. Rickshaw, everything. Yeah. So they had that. And I was like, shit, this is so cool. Like, in, Indian representation. <laughs> Take that in, bro. Like That was your earliest Indian that's representation. That's my Indian re- yeah. earliest Indian representation in any, in any form outside of like the Gozala yeah, yeah, or like yeah. or Punjabi music. Uh-huh. So I was like, holy shit, there's Indian people. I'm sure they're like Gujarati or something. But like uh, there's Indian people rapping about 
Indian stuff, and yeah. they're being funny, obviously. Like it was, it was like a joke, but it was so cool to me, and I was like fascinated by it. And then there was Eminem. Yeah. Who was uh, not black and rapping? That mm-hmm. was like a real big influence. Then there was Bow Wow as well, who's young. Mm. So then I was like, if Eminem could do it, and Bow Wow could do it, and then these Indian people could do Hold it, on, just, I just, could do it. Just on the topic of like <laughs> bad Indian parodies, do you remember the the peaches and cream <laughs> Indian parody called Roti and Dal? Is it was it by the same Bro. guys? I don't know. It might have been. It you was all oh, Luda Krishna and, yeah, and yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I remember it. Yeah. Yo, shout out to that guy, man. Yeah, yo, shout out to them. I don't man. know who the fuck that guy is, but yo, I remember even remember Kick My Dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. I remember I was like I said that to one of my white homies and he's like, I remember Kick yeah, My Dog. And I'm like, how the fuck yeah, do you yeah. remember that? <laughs> That shit was fucking hell. Shout out to the pioneers. Yo, kick my dog, Luda Krishna. Well, yeah, sorry. Back to to the story. (laughs) Okay, so I was like, uh, I wanted, oh, okay, no. Actually, before that, in middle school or maybe in sixth grade, um, everybody used to like try to rap. Mm. I grew up around African-American kids and uh they were all like into rap i even had a friend whose dad was actually a rapper who okay. used to go to the studio and this is before everybody had computers and internet at their house yeah so um he was like yo i make beats and he downloaded this crazy program called fruity loops it was probably at like 2.0 at that time <laughs> and uh he was like making these really bad beats and uh <laughs> but hey at least he tried right and yeah. he, he had these beats and then he sent it to me he's like yo you should like write to it and then like we formed this little click um where we would be like writing and we'd meet up and try to write and then like lunchtime freestyles obviously yeah, yeah. and like beatboxing and all that kind of stuff so that's i guess the earliest of trying trying to make raps and i would do that then the earliest recording was that mm-hmm. so in the club 50 cent there's a Punjabi guy by the name of Amin who lived across the street from me who was uh, much older than me. I think he was at least 10 to 11 years older than me. Okay. But he found a way, and he played dole, so he found a way to record his dole. Okay. And I was like, how are you recording your dole? Like, he would, and you know what he would do? is He would record his dole over hip-hop tracks. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I don't know, he made, like, a mixtape or something. I don't know what he was doing with it. But I was like, yo, can I record my vocal? And he's like, yeah, for sure, I could do it. And then he showed me how to record and then he, then I went to his house one day and I wrote this this whole verse down and like a really bad like a parody in yeah. the club of Punjabi people. It was horrible. Um, did it, and I was like, "Yo, this is my voice." And I remember he burnt it on a CD for me. I don't know how what it was like for you guys to first hear your own yeah. voice on a on a beat on a CD playing through a speaker. It was like unimaginable. Yeah. Like now, you, everybody comes with MacBooks and you have GarageBand and you can record your voice. That was crazy. I just remember that feeling. I remember just going around everywhere, just showing everybody, like, yo, this is my voice. Um, he showed me how to record. He taught, He gave me a Sony Acid Pro, and I had a uh, a mic that you used to record, you used to use to talk on video chat. Okay. That long yeah, stick yeah. mic. <laughs> bro, that's only OGs know, bro. Only OGs know. These kids don't know nothing, bro. I had that mic, and... Uh, just started recording and i fell in love with the process of recording that's why like i still to this day you know how ghetto my setup was at the starting it was the computer the computer speaker with one of those the same stick mics Mm -hmm. but then it would just be straight on voice recorder like i would just like but the voice recorder only had a minute but that's the thing i would just go a minute just bars (laughs) (laughs) just kill him with a minute (laughs) i i did that too like i did those versions i did um but like I didn't. I, I hated that. Yeah. Like the actual like recording on a on the computer was like that was mind blowing yeah. to me. So once he got he gave me that, it was it was all systems go. I was literally yeah. in the house after that. I didn't go outside. <laughs> yeah. So I started that. So but then you you're asking about releasing. So I think that's when it started. Um, then throughout high school around grade ten, I got a condenser mic and I got a better computer around sixteen fifteen. Um, I got like my dad, one of my dad's, where he used to work, there's a, a kid, um, he's not a kid now, but he was an IT guy, he was Punjabi, and uh, he was a friend of my dad and a friend of mine now, I still keep in good touch with him, shout out to Jag, I was like, hey, I need to build a computer where I could record, so then he built me a computer um, that I could record, I'm sure it had like not even one gig of RAM in it, but <laughs> like, whatever, like he made it happen and I could record without any problems, and I just started recording. So when I put out, started putting out stuff was when MySpace came around. 
Okay. MySpace. MySpace. My, yeah. I don't. I know it wasn't big in Canada, right? It was. It was. was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, amongst from, music people. I feel like yeah. amongst music people yeah. over there, everybody had a MySpace. Yeah. Mm. Like you know how everybody has an Instagram now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody had a MySpace. No, yeah. I think just around music creative people. arts, music. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I remember when I came here, I know Drake had a MySpace, yeah. and I had I know some like local artists had one, but uh, normal like everybody else didn't have one. But out there, everybody had one. So, yeah. like, if you're in high school, your high school page, everybody. So, I had MySpace. And um, once MySpace came around, I started releasing more music. And mm-hmm. then I think the just any kind of feedback or people liking it or people retweeting it, I think you had li- likes and plays and stuff like that. Um, that just kind of perpetuated more. And I just kept doing it, kept doing it. So, yeah, I was releasing music early, like 2004 on MySpace. Wow. I'm sure some of it's still up there. But, um yeah. yeah, and that's go, how I'm looking for that Fote MySpace page. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's Googling right now. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's crazy because Just Rain said that he had heard me of me through MySpace because oh, he was a DJ on MySpace. Yeah. And he, he still tells the story all the time. He's like, yo, I messaged you. You faded me. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yo, I like your shit. And you're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> and I was like, I, I got to see this message. I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that and, and actually met Bird through MySpace. Really? Which brings me the, to the, if we're going back to the immigrant struggle, yeah. so, which is the reason why I'm in Toronto. Yeah. yeah, so can you kind of walk us through that? So your family's you're set up in the Bay in Hayward. Yeah. How, where does the decision come then to leave America and come to Canada? Uh, long story short, immigrant, uh, immigrant struggles, immig- mm-hmm. immigrant podcast, like we got to talk about that. <laughs> so it was immigrant struggles. Things didn't work out, unfortunately, for us in, um, in the States. But I think in the long run, it worked out for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think every, like now I look back and I'm like, yo, everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. I was doing this music stuff and I really wanted it to work, but I wasn't putting much time and effort into it because I was doing Bhangra and I was in high school and I was trying to, you know, figure, finish, figure out university. Uh, things didn't happen. 2007, right when I graduated high school, we're like, we had a dip. We have like it was like so sudden. We're like my 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 parents were like we have to dip. We hadn't we had just bought a new house, all that stuff. Like I was I was looking into universities, applying all that, and uh, turning eighteen, and I'm like you have to leave. Like you think wow, about that yeah, when you're eighteen, yeah, because like yeah, worst time to dip. It, as a it was the worst time yeah. to dip because when you're eighteen, that's when you have like a good friend circle. Mm-hmm. You just you got a whip. Right, yeah, I had. Yeah. I think I was dating somebody at the time. Yeah, I had a, had a girlfriend. Like it was good, right? Yeah. And I'm like figuring out universities. I, was, I wanted to go to San Francisco State University. I had applied the whole nine yards. So everything was good. I was like part of a Bangladesh team. We were killing it. Um, and then we had to dip, and it was crazy. Like it was like definitely life changing for me. It was almost I guess traumatic at that time. Yeah. Um, and then we went. We just drove straight up to Vancouver. Okay. So luckily Canada helped us out and yeah. we, you know, land of opportunities part two. So you were good yeah. here. And uh, so, we, sorry, did you have fam out in Vancouver? We had family friends. Okay. I don't have too many cousins and stuff like that. I do now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like as in like as in like because like they're all in India. Yeah. And then I had no idea who they were. And okay. I never I hadn't gone to India until I was like twenty three or twenty okay. years. I thought like you that. I yeah. thought you meant it like Yo, as soon as you blew up, it's like, hey, Fate, I'm your cousin, bro. <laughs> that did happen. I'm sure that happened Yeah, too, yeah, that bro. did happen. <laughs> but <laughs> shout out to my mom because she just like, hey, phone <laughs> yeah. and then I'll be like, all right, cool. And she, she'd yeah. be down. I'd be like, don't, don't, you don't have to talk to them. They're <laughs> yeah. wicked. Um, but um, sorry. So yeah, we moved. We drove straight to Vancouver, Surrey. Um, that's a 14-hour drive from the Bay. It was three cars. We all had three different cars and we drove all of them up there wow. and our stuff was going to follow after. And... Uh, Moved to Vancouver. It was, as much as I love Vancouver, it was a culture shock. Mm. Bro, like, imagine being, you come from Hayward High where there's only one other Punjabi kid and everybody else is black and Mexican. And then you go to the heart of Surrey. We actually <laughs> hung out there. Scott Road. Dude. Bro, Scott Road. It was off of, um, I was 86th Avenue in Scott. How I remember this is because I asked last time I was there. I was like, yo, what area is this? So 86th Scott. And yo, there was, everybody was just Punjabi. Mm. And everybody was hood. <laughs> and I was, I was shook. And then, like, just, like, we were there for, we were, like, we were renting, like, a basement or something like that, trying to figure out what we are going to do next. And uh, we were there for a bit, like, a month. And within that month, I was, like, meeting a lot of shady people. They're like, yo, you know, we're going to sign you. 
Yeah. All right, you're going to keep rapping. We're going to push this drugs, but it has nothing to do with you, bro. And I was like, yo, what is this? <laughs> I'm only 18, dog. <laughs> like, I mean, and then, yeah, it was just kind of like, it was just kind of weird. And then I had already like, um, I already had filed for school and stuff like that or applied and I got in out there. And then randomly, I remember my friend Big Bird from MySpace. He hits me up. Yo, what's up, man? Where you been at? I'm like, oh, yeah, bro. I moved to Canada. I'm in your country. Uh, I was like, come through. He's like, where are you? I was like, I'm in Surrey. Reach. Amer- <laughs> America, Americans, and I still get it all the time. Yeah. We have this like really weird. We had this or they had this weird possession uh, perception that canada is just one state and everybody's like in one area <laughs> like even my friends now like some yeah. they'll be like they'll hit me up from cali like yo i'm going to vancouver come i'm like yeah it's only an eight hour flight <laughs> like you know what i mean like they think it's like super super close and yeah. uh so i did the same thing i was like yeah i'm in canada man like where are you he's like toronto i was like yeah it's probably probably close by <laughs> he's like bro it's a six hour flight i was like okay cool um talked to bird and he was like yo why don't you come here and i was like I don't know, right? And then I heard my parents talking. My, like, you know, the houses were really expensive in Vancouver at that time. Um, and they were like, my mom was like, we should go to Toronto. We should check out Toronto. Um, we have family there. And we did have a couple cousins here. And she's like, let's go to Toronto. Let's figure it out. Because we, we, we weren't really feeling Vancouver. It wasn't for us. Um, and then um, I was like, okay, cool. So me and my mom actually jumped randomly like, the next day. We jumped on a one-way flight to Toronto. To Toronto. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because yeah, my, my dad was like, yo, we don't have that much time. Mm. We have all our stuff coming. We had uh, like an 18-wheeler. Like they filled all our stuff. So we have all our stuff coming. They have to get it done by this date. So it's either they can come to Toronto or Vancouver, but we have to let them know. Yeah. Go to Toronto. Figure out if you guys like Toronto. Because we heard Toronto was more like America, which is true. Like Canada, like or sorry, mm-hmm. all of GTA is more like America. Yeah. Vancouver is a little bit smaller, tighter streets, all that stuff. We, it wasn't good for us, our American bloods. We wanted, <laughs> we, we wanted bigger streets. So yeah, drive was, your Hummers through those tiny streets. <laughs> and we did, and we did have a Hummer. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was Shout tough. Out to that Hummer, Shout out to that Hummer, <laughs> man, that yellow Hummer. Um, so we came to Toronto. The minute we landed, we drove past Dixie Gordora. I looked at my mom. My mom's like. And it was snowing like crazy that day. I don't know why, but there was just like a feeling about it. Yeah. We're like, yo, we're staying here. Like within the minute. I was like, yeah, I think we're going to stay here. That's dope. Dude, knew nothing. Yeah. I didn't even have met Bird yet. Knew nothing. And I was just like, yeah, I told Bird. I was like, yo, I'm going to come. I'm coming in on two days. I'm coming to Toronto. He's like, cool. Bird picked me up. I met Malton Bird. Um, we hung out a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's how I ended up in Toronto. We, I never went back to Vancouver. That's and crazy. my dad came like, couple weeks after that he just like because he was still in vancouver mm-hmm. um and he was like all right cool I'm so you guys just got everything shipped over to and Toronto? then we got so then no so what we did was we told him to put it on hold i think me and my mom spent the next couple months looking for a house and my, once my dad came then we found the house that i'm living at now and then got everything shipped to the house which was so, like all our furniture from from cali mm-hmm. yeah or was at that time yeah Dope. so then okay you're in toronto now you're yeah. in the gta you're settled what was that first experience like meeting bird like you came all this way, partially influenced because he told you to reach out here. And it was it, cool. It was like yeah. Bird's an underwhelming person, <laughs> not in a not in a negative way, but no. like he's just like 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 he on the internet. You know, what I mean, like even yo, he's yeah. been the same guy yeah. since time. Bro, right? I used to think Bird was the most hood man <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Met him most piano on the <laughs> in the fucking guy. world. He's a good guy. Bro. Yeah. Hey, so shout out Bird. Yeah, yeah Bird would. The cool thing about Bert, meeting Bert and Malton was like right when we got there, um, you, I had like-minded people, and there was this one thing that itched in the back of my mind always was music, right? Yeah. So I met Bert, and Bert was, his energy was like, "We're gonna do this music thing, fam." He's like, "Now that you, fam," and I hated the way he talked because he had the Brampton accent yeah. or the Mississauga accent. Yo, fam, we're gonna kill it, bro. And I was like, "Yo, homie, why are you talking like that?" Like <laughs> I have my Californian accent, um, but yo, he's like. That was his energy. He was like, yo, we're going to kill it. You're here now. Let's We're going to ramp it up. I got the beats. You got the music. Malton's here. We're going to kill it. Right? So I was like, that was his energy, and I loved that. And we did. We started making music then, and we used to talk about how one day we're going to be doing songs with all the biggest Punjabi artists. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Um, so, yeah, that was the energy. But in general, though, can I? since we were talking about immigration and all that kind of stuff, mm. yo, like, to leave at 18... When you have your whole life kind of set yeah. and to come to a country where I knew nobody, 
Like I, I think about that now. I was at Dixie, and I'm like, I'm looking around. There's so many familiar faces just sitting there, and I'm like, wow, I know that guy. I know that guy. And mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen him in a while. But I'm like, yo, I've only been here for ten years, and like, I've been fortunate enough to meet so many people and like build bonds with such you know great people. Um, but when I first came here, I knew nobody, man. Like nobody, and home was so far away. Yeah. Now, like we have phones. Everybody has WhatsApp. Like. Just to talk to somebody, I used to have to go through like a, a mission or go on the computer, sign on, AOL, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was a mission. But yeah, like it was it was crazy. It was definitely very hard. The first well, three years. The thing is, these are the this is why you are the person you are, right? You yeah. you've your life has been flipped upside down more than once. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So but the thing is, it didn't deter you and it kind of at least you had something like music, right? And and that's what a lot of people don't get, right? Like a lot of people look at this like, I can't wait to just be famous. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, how am I going to do that? Oh, I guess I can rap, mm-hmm. right? But then there's people who actually love this shit and yeah. it changed their lives in very important times in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason why we do it. And obviously the reasons grew greater and greater ever since the starting, but like... You, this was something that you could escape with, yeah. right? And, yo, fuck, it's worked. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and you, you were talking, you guys were talking about California State of Mind. Like, that was the first CD. And that's because I had nothing but time. Mm. Like, I was going to Sheridan. Shout out to Sheridan. Shout out Sheridan. Yeah, I was going yeah. to Sheridan. And I only went there because Bird and Malton was going there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll go, so I'll go to Sheridan too, right? Yeah, I wanted to do university or something. So I was going to Sheridan. And then outside of that, I had nothing but time. Like, the one hard thing about Canada was, and it's still the prevalent today, when I came here, I, no matter how many people I met, no one included me in their crews. Mm. Like, everybody had their separate crews. It's yeah. true. Because yeah, I, yeah, my, my, I see me and my friends doing that, too. Like, we'll meet somebody. All right, cool, cool. Peace, right? Like we don't like we have our crews, and that's what it is. It's very hard to get into a crew. So I wasn't invited to functions, and I wasn't invited to like you know all the university stuff until Mm -hmm. way later. So for the first couple years, like all I had was either I sit and watch TV or make music, and I didn't really care to watch too much TV. So I was just grinding, bro. Like I was making music all the time. Like all I had nothing else to do. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. I was like. All right, I ain't got nothing to do. Let me just jump on this beat. Let me just jump on this beat. But like that really sharpened the skill. I yeah, guess. and you yeah. you have like, well, you still have a good setup in your house. But yeah. like, I remember first time we came to your yeah. house, I was like, holy fuck! Like, <laughs> this guy has a studio <laughs> yeah, in his yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, and it, it it was still a makeshift studio, but yeah. it was like to me, I was just like, holy shit! I didn't even know this was possible. Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. And I had that from Cali, actually. Yeah, built yeah, that was the same computer that you saw that the homie built for yeah. me. And then I had a hundred dollar mic, and that's it. I was like, yo, I just need to get this to record and work, yeah. and it was good enough to record and work. And I just since then I've just been building off of that, obviously. But um, yeah, man. I guess it was kind of a blessing in disguise to come out here. Yeah. And then I had nothing but time and I did three mixtapes just sitting in that that room. Yeah. Um So the first one was California California State of Mind, Mind One Verse Curse, and then Mr. Wall Street. All of them had more than twenty songs okay. by myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of them. And uh I think yeah, Mr. That's <laughs> one of the things I noticed, like when around like twenty ten, twenty eleven, when like you, Malton, Bird, you guys first connected and yeah. linked up there was a constant stream of music always coming out. That that was the most impressive part of it. It was just like, yo, these guys just keep dropping music. Yeah, that and we had, yo, so back to what you were saying too, like we had no guidance. Like I remember we used to get hated on so much, but I'm like, yo, that was going to happen inevitably Mm -hmm. unless we were just super talented right off the bat and no one's really super talented right off the bat. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, the thing that we forget, right? Like this is when people's opinions first got to be posted in comments yeah, you know like yeah. that era wasn't there before yeah. so motherfuckers were just snapping with oh i can talk <laughs> shit without them knowing who the fuck i am exactly like, yo men snapped right so <laughs> yeah, yo yeah. it didn't like bro i still go to the early videos and i like reread the comments and i'm like this shit used to piss me off so much but it's like probably like some 12 year old yeah. kid that like like you know 100% but like yo we had to be those guys like to like it was gonna happen like we 
recorded ourselves, we edited our own videos, we put it up, it was gonna happen. Like it was gonna like whoever whenever you're the first to market, especially to a community that was not accepting of rap music, yeah. period. Like we grew up in those households, and then obviously other kids are gonna grow up in those households and some listened to their parents and said this is not good music. Mm. Or, and they would say that to us. So like it was about, it was bound to happen, but like You know what for me, like through. I remember like hearing all like the UK Guys rapping on yeah. Punjabi Pangra. Hit it with a Batman flow. Hit it with a Batman flow. Like some of them, okay, cool, right? But yeah. most of them, I used to think they were trash as fuck, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. then, like now, even being a young mind, and then like obviously seeing the humbles come through, the Sikh knowledges, the you guys popping up, fucking you, Maltz and Bird. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was so intrigued that yo, Desis are doing it over here now, right? And yeah. that wasn't. Like, yo, there, yeah, there were certain guys popping before, like the E equal MCs, the Blitzkriegs and stuff like that. But they almost had to go to UK to pop, right? Like, yeah. it didn't seem like we were ever going to have our own scene. Mm-hmm. So now seeing a bunch of young kids that are around my age, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, this was something I was doing, too. But I wasn't throwing it out there like that, right? Like, you guys were, like, shooting videos and stuff like that. And to me, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, this is dope. Yeah. So, like, yo, there's people around me doing this shit and like to me i was like yo we can do this now exactly and just in canada in general you're saying yeah. like brown people but i'm saying canada in general at that time was for like sure. no one was really coming out of canada yeah and um yeah even for drake he had to go through that whole situation too like i remember when he first dropped and he used to talk about that a lot too but um you're right and that's crazy what you're saying right now is like you saw us and got inspired but imagine now the people that are behind us now or not yeah. behind under us or younger than us that looked at all of us yeah. that looked at zoo like yo yeah. we've like we've done like there's different things now that they can look at and be like okay we could do it like this or this is what they did wrong and this is what we could do and it's crazy man like it's a blessing just to be like we are part of we are part of um the images that we wanted to see yeah. Like, we, like we didn't have yeah. representation right. Right. we didn't have and now there's a full culture and we're a part of it you know well, what I mean like, yo, like humble brag right like <laughs> end of the day is look how many creatives you see in all fields now yeah right and like we get taken back by it when like certain kids will be like yo like who are successful themselves being like yo I grew up listening to you Fate Noise Malted all these guys right mm-hmm. and we're like we i almost sometimes forget like yo we're pioneers in this shit and we made it cool and comfortable for kids to at least feel feel like they can do that Mm -hmm. because i remember that like like you said it was like it took the eminem the fucking ludicrousness and it took (laughs) that for you to even feel okay to do this yeah yeah and that was we didn't realize that because, yo, we, that we were doing that for the next generation, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. why you see us in every fucking field now, right? And it's mm-hmm. beautiful to see. But subconsciously, I didn't even think that we did that. Mm-hmm. But now, like, the more I'm be- being told that, I'm like, okay, oh. No, you we have 100%. To, you yeah. have to, be, yeah, it's cool to be humble, but you also got to understand what you've done for the culture no, as well, 100%, right? 100%, 100%. One thing we talked about on season one with Villa and Jay Static, we talked a little bit about Zoo Babies. Mm-hmm. So, Fate, uh, man, what was your take on that? Like, you did your solo thing, you dropped mad mixtapes, and then coming into a group setting, what was that experience like for you? Oh, man, like, I give Zoo Babies a lot of credit for a lot of things in my life. Um, one thing, one main thing was it helped public perception change mm-hmm. for me. Like, all, you guys all, all had, like, a lot of love and, you know, a lot of support. Uh, for me, it was a little bit different, so it definitely helped change the the brand for me. Mm. It definitely put me in a more positive position in front of people, um, seeing see like people seeing me with you guys. That was good. The second thing it really it did for me, and I'm just speaking about like the things that it, how it helped me, was it challenged me. Because naturally, when I'm sitting in my room making, you know, music, I'm doing, I'm gravitating towards things that I like and I naturally do. So. What happened was I got to sit with you, got to sit with Magic, got to sit with Bubble, got to sit with Villa, and hear things that you guys like that I might not necessarily even come across. And that means like beats or even just songs and talk about things that, you know, you guys' influence, because you guys are all from the East Coast to me, technically. Right, right. And you guys had more East Coast influence growing up. And um, that was cool because I think that made me more versatile. 
ever than like yeah that i more than ever before so that forced me to be like okay now you could do your own thing in your own lane but now can you sit you can you stand next to noise and do an eight next to noise right Mm -hmm. and that was like challenging for me but that was a good challenge and i enjoyed it same with like can you can you rap with magic and hold your own right or can you can you do that um or can you come up with a chorus for five people that all five people will like and you know six people including jj so it's like it's tough so it was good man it was like super challenging um it made me more versatile for sure and then it made me more comfortable on stage okay because uh the stage thing was it was it was hard because like i came from bangra like doing bangra and stuff like that but like holding a mic and like rapping to people was like that's hard man like at first yeah. i was like really shook but because i had we had the camaraderie of our brothers and we were on stage and we we're ad-libbing each other and we're gonna make sure no one messes up and like freaking you knew everybody's verse so <laughs> even if i forgot the verse i knew that you would just spit my verse for me and i'd be like yeah that's him right you didn't know noise is gonna do the reunion tour by himself, <laughs> by himself. <laughs> me and four holograms <laughs> <laughs> he's spitting everybody's verses um so it was cool and i think that really helped like and not only the the, the rapping part like i think we had some there was a couple oh yeah we did that one desi fest show which was a lot of people yeah, yeah that, was that, a first, was big. that was a lot of people and like being able to perform in front of that i'm like okay cool like once you've done that then you could do do it on your own or like yeah. you can bring it down and you know like it's <coughs> the first time doing it is very hard yeah, I remember that being, like, nerve-wracking. It was scary, probably man. the biggest, yeah. like, you know, group of, like, people in front of us ever. I think it was, like, 5,000 people. Yeah, so, like, I remember being, ner- we were all nervous, but we killed that performance, yep. right? And I feel like that was a lot of weight lifted off everybody's shoulder, being like, yo, we could, we can kind of do this shit. Yeah, we opened for Ace Hood. That was, like, it, it, like even that was nerve-wracking because it was, like, a huge artist at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did a bunch of shows. And we did bad shows, too, yeah. which is equally as nerve-wracking. For, and people don't get that. <laughs> yeah. Like, doing bad shows, like, sometimes, like, I'll, we'll, we'll still have bad shows. And I'm like, damn, it's cool. Like, I, it doesn't phase me anymore. Because I'm like, we've done it. We've done all that before. And exactly. it's part of the process, right? I yeah. feel like it's, it might be even worse when there's nobody there than it is with more people. Like, with more people, I'm like, okay, I just got to go out there and I got to do my shit. When there's like a couple people out there, you're like, you start Fuck, thinking to yourself, yeah, you're like, like yo, yeah, yeah. I'm literally staring this guy in his eye while I'm performing. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but like we did that, and I think that that made me comfortable on stage because mm. those are the hardest things to do: the big crowds and the no, like five people on stage. And right. we did that together, and then that made it easier for me going forward. I guess it's like training. You right, know what right, I mean? Like yeah. I was just training for uh, whatever I was gonna do after. Yeah. But yeah, Zoo Babies was great, man. I think it was a great experience. Yeah. For all of us. It was fun, man. Like, did being on stage for Bhangra, did that help you in any way at all for being on stage with five other dudes? Did that Yeah, I'm sure it did way? because, like, when we were doing Bhangra, like, I was doing it in high school, all through high school. We performed in front of 3,000 people. Mm. Like, all, like, yes, like, the, the, the art form is different, but just the fact of being on stage, preparing to be on stage. When you're on stage, you, like, mentally knowing that you can't, like... You got to move around. You got to cover ground on stage and you mm-hmm. got to hit every ang- every corner. You got to smile. You got to look good, right? So I think th- those all those things help. And I see with Malton too. Yeah. Because um, like I saw him perform with Musta the other day and he kind of had that same energy that I usually have on stage. And I was like, yeah, it definitely comes from Pongra. Dope, dope. Yeah. So like once you started seeing like the views of being in the Punjabi industry, it's obviously a lot greater than... Well, we were doing some fucking crazy numbers with, with our shit, too. For our time, yeah. For, for our time, yeah. right? And it's like, we didn't expect that. But, yeah. like, but like being with somebody like Zeus obviously puts you in markets that you had never been in before, right? Mm-hmm. And the Punjabi industry, like, when you think about it, everybody in India has a fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why all these Punjabi songs have, well, obviously a lot of people buy views too. But there's a lot of millions of views that are true views. Yep. But that's because fucking everybody and their beya have a fucking phone out there. Mm-hmm. And they have time, so what's, what, what better not to do than to go on YouTube, right? They yeah. get lost in the YouTube like we do too. Mm-hmm. Once you kind of got pushed into like that side of things where you're like, yo, was that overwhelming or was that something like, okay, yo, I got these eyes on me now. Let me put it, put, push my hustle that you already had, but let me put it into overdrive now. Like, was that, was that type of shit going through your head? Like when it first, first happened? Yeah. Honestly, 
I think that when it first first happened, I didn't even realize it happened. Or it was happening. Like, people were telling me that, like, oh, like, you're getting big in India. But I was kind of like, whatever. Like, yo, we've been grinding for a long time, yeah. right? Yeah. And the amount of times that I've heard, oh, yo, blah, blah, flan, not them, God, you're going to kill it, do X, Y, Z. I'm like, all right, cool, right? So when it was happening, it was kind of like, it was just happening. I didn't really, like, take it in. And I still sometimes don't take it in. And sometimes, very like, some instances, like, things hit me where I'll be like, like when I went to Malaysia and I performed my albums that hasn't even been out for a year and I performed songs for my new album. Mm. Bro, I did fame with no beat, wow. no song, and they knew every word. Like I, like I just let them sing and they were just singing it back. So like when stuff like that happens, it hits me. But like I think at the time it was kind of like Zeus was sending me a lot of music, a lot of music, and he was coming up and he was grinding and he was like, grinding 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 and he kind of just took me under his wing was like yo he knew that because like from zoob from my own stuff like i was quick with it so he would send me stuff and do it i didn't ask any questions no i didn't ask any questions and he was just like <coughs> he would just send me stuff <clears throat> and we didn't ask questions with zoo either no. right like yo when you when something's done like if a couple of people have a verse and thing boom just do it right like that was a mentality so it was the same thing and a lot of the times, like, not a lot. So, like, say out of, like, the 60, 50 songs we did in those, like, third uh, three-year span, like, maybe 20 of them, 30 of them popped, right? Mm. And that's what happened. And, like, um, so, but what was going to pop, I don't know. Yeah. And that was another beauty because then, like, I stopped looking at songs as, okay, this is going to be a big song. And I just started doing songs, right? And, like, just, and Zeus tell me, tell me too, he's like, yo, don't overthink it, don't do anything. He's like, just do your own thing. And I think that's the same kind of thing that I do now for my own stuff. Like, I stopped looking at songs like, oh, this is going to be a big song or I have to make this a big song and just kind of do it. And w you never know what the art, what the audience is going to gravitate towards. So that's what that happened. So I guess in your, to answer your question, it didn't really hit me, but when it kind of hit me was when I went to India, but this is before even Inch and all that stuff. So I think it's crazier now, but a lot of people already had known about me in India. Mm -hmm. And I was barely on TV then. I was barely on radio. And for the fact that people knew me, and they knew Zoo Babies. No. That cra that was crazy. <laughs> when I went to Delhi, bro, I, I don't know if I ever told you guys this. I haven't been to India in five years. No. Everybody thinks I'm always in India. I have not been to India. I think that might have been the same time we were on, the, on that flight together. That was, and that, <laughs> yeah. that's the segue. <laughs> segue. Right? Okay. So I went to India. And uh, I did like a little quick meet and greet. Like I just put it on my Facebook. I didn't think it was a show. I was like, I'm going to be at this mall. I forgot the name. I was like, I'm going to be at this mall chilling here for a couple hours. Whoever wants to come through, come through. A lot of people came, like 20, 30 people, uh, more than I expected. But yo, they all came off the strength of Zoo. Jeez. That's wild. They, they didn't come off, like, like maybe some of them came off the strength of Zeus. But at that time, they all came off the strength of Zoo. So that was crazy. Um, that was just like a little side thing. So that was like, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> now I understand how big, how, how um, impactful Zoo Babies was. Same with in Malaysia, they were asking about Zoo Babies. Same in Norway, they were asking about Zoo Babies when, we, when I went to Norway. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I love Norway, by the way, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, well, my mom told me when she was talking to your mom, she was like, Norway, right? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I already fucking knew this guy's going to love Norway. Yeah, like, no, everybody I've been twice. There. I've been twice yeah, now. Yeah. I love Norway, man. Even so. JJ, I was telling him, I'm like, bro. And then like, he's like, he called me. He's like, bro. He's like, why would you ever leave? <laughs> it's such a nice country, man. Everybody's uh, super nice there. It's so like clean. Um, very like all, all the, I, I did a lot this time. I even went to the ski lift, the Olympic ski yeah, lift. Yeah, little I went there. Um, everybody's really rich. Everybody has a Tesla. It's like, it's cool. Everybody seems happy. <laughs> but back to our segue. Yeah. <laughs> So I was on a plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Randomly, you were yeah. going to England. I was going to yeah. I was going to England. I had a show in London. You were stopping in London to go to India. To go to India, I had a yeah. six-hour stop. Okay, so we go, and I I didn't know, we didn't know we were going to be on that flight together. No, because you posted what are on the Twitter. Chances you posted on Twitter. You're like, yo, I'm flying out. So I texted you that night. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm going to I'm going to be at the airport too. What time? Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm at this time. I'm like, yo, I think we might be on the same flight. Yeah. So we're then, like, all right, we'll check it out. Yeah, we link up at the airport. We're on the same flight. <laughs> the flight was like, it wasn't sold out, right? Yeah. So my seat was further in the back. Fatas was like in the middle. Yeah. So I think before we took off, I just kind of sat beside you. Yeah, we're just we, talking. We're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, we're just talking for a bit. 
But then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go back to my seat just <laughs> just in case, because I didn't, because I was sitting in someone else's seat, right? So I'm like, I'm gonna move just in yeah, case just whoever in case come, whoever yeah. bought this seat yeah, if they yeah. bought it. Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So everyone's seen the picture. Yeah. So it's, what happened was I was just hold take- on, but yo, for for the people that do not know, yeah. Okay, what picture? So the picture of the two. Well, the two things in the <laughs> on a plane giving each other a thumbs up while Gordy is scared as hell yeah, yeah. is me and Noise. So yeah, on you, the way you to had lunch. pretty much posted a picture. We're right before probably takeoff or some shit like that, right? So no, actually I didn't. What happened was that picture. I I think okay, so I was I sent that picture to maybe like um maybe I sent it to Babu or something. Yeah. Like yo, look who I ran into. So like he was in the back, and I just I put my phone up, and I was like. I didn't even look back. I was like, yo, noise. And then when I saw him look over and he did this, I just clicked it. Uh, and yeah. then had the picture, whatever, sent it to Bubble, didn't think about it. While I was on the plane, I was going through my pictures and I looked at it and I'm like, yo, what is this Gordy doing, right? <laughs> I zoomed in. I was like, yo, that's hilarious. I'm, it she was, was shook as fuck. No, it was just an accident. It was 100% it was spur of the moment. No, no, it was because, yo, because I remember her standing in front of me. Uh, me and you yeah. in London when we were going down, and okay. she was completely fine. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. her; um, she was completely okay. But I wonder <laughs> if she ever saw that picture. I don't know. And the, even the thing with me, like the reason why I was giving the thumbs up in the picture was like I don't know what to do with my hands that's in your, pictures. That's your go-to pose <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, and so I did the thumbs up too, right? And, uh, oh man, I, I think I was literally just probably sending it to Babu. It was just like perfect timing yeah. with the hand signs we were doing. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna make the most least threatening sign I could make. <laughs> so me or him didn't know, like, didn't know that she did that. So when I landed, then I had this like big dilemma. I was like, do I post this picture because I had this strict thing where I'm not gonna post selfies, yeah. right? Because I'm like yeah. selfie, like I'm a hip hop rap star, you know? <laughs> I'm not before I'm not posting a selfie, but I'm like this picture's really good, and it's still there from the day I posted it. Yeah. I just didn't never got credit, and then I don't know how <laughs> meme pages like every six months, bro. I'm sure you get tagged up, yeah. too. We get tagged. Every six months, it gets tagged. I think first it was Reddit, no? It was on the front page of Reddit, the top item. Was it really? The top page, yeah, yeah, yeah. the top article, yeah. Like three, four years ago, I guess, right? Yeah, around that time, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucked. That's hilarious. I remember seeing that, because like, (laughs) I remember when I first saw the picture, I didn't even, like, I was like, oh, like, yeah, the lady, but I'm like, I didn't think nothing of it. Then when I saw it blow up, I'm like, I guess, I guess, yeah, you could see the comedy with it. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I I find it funny. Like so many people get pissed, especially some of my fans from India. Baji, they are talking shit. <laughs> it's you, you're a rapper. I'm like, yo, it's cool. Like let yeah, them live. Like no, that. We laugh yeah. at those. It's fine, yo, man. We have had some interesting travel times together. That's yo. my rea- shout out to Edmondson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, randomly searched all the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, honestly, that's our reality, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that picture yeah. it literally tells our reality. Like, yeah. we're not doing anything wrong. That flight landed very safely, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank God. And, you know, we're good. It's just that's our reality. So, like, getting mad over people who think like that, nah, you gotta, that's You got to see the it. comedy in the situation, yeah. and then you yeah. just got to keep it moving. We're fighting it was, a good fight. Yeah, yeah. it was purely coincidental. <laughs> yeah, it was super coincidental. I'm sure she had no problem with it. It was just we let people make, make their we own gotta, narrative. We got to track her down and bring <laughs> her Get her on, on the, the show. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing was, when I was coming back from England, I could have sworn I saw the guy that was beside her. I could have sworn I saw him on my same you flight. Probably, you yeah. got photo, photographic memory. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't, yeah, 100%. She could walk right past me today. I wouldn't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, noise, you got anything to finish off with? Yeah. So we like to end every episode of the podcast with a little segment where we pretty much ask everybody on the panel just to name something that they're grateful for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a cold as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just any person you want to shout out, just someone in your life that you're grateful for. You might not even necessarily vocalize that to them before, but mm-hmm. this is your opportunity to kind of put that out there and just be like, yo, this and person. everybody does it, so don't. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think since we've been on the topic and while we were actually talking, I was, I was thinking about it, is Zeus. I think like, yeah. I don't think I've ever been able to tell him that like, yo, like you put me on. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I'm super, super grateful for him to give me the opportunity because he didn't have to. Yeah. And there were so many other people he could have messed with. And he believed in me. And being the way that I look, he believed in me because that was also tough at that time. He used to tell me, too, is like, yo, people don't watch you in videos. People, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. Like, they could have gone with anybody else. Right. Yeah. Like, and the fact that he did that, um, yeah, I'm like super, super grateful because it definitely helped 
propel my career and put me in places that I m- maybe would have taken taken longer. So yeah. Zeus, if you're listening, I'm very very grateful for you. Thank you so much. Love you. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. That, that's like a big move too, right? Yeah. For somebody who, yeah, he wasn't in the hottest of form at that point, but this is somebody who's already well established in Super Punjabi stuff. music. He right? would have done perfectly fine without exactly. Me. Like yeah. yo, Zeus is a legend. Let's yeah. not let's not, let's keep it real, right? Mm-hmm. And for him to look at an indie artist and drag him up the way that he mm-hmm. did for you mm-hmm. and obviously it takes somebody like you to step up to the plate as well right so yeah. we're not going to take nothing away from you no for sure but i would love for more mainstream artists to do that and yeah. pave because yo end of the day is us as punjabis we should always yeah. want other punjabis to do, to be successful that's the way i was raised and i'm sure a lot of people were raised right yeah so that yo salute to zeus for doing that man. yeah that, that's interesting that's interesting too that he was like he wanted a Punjabi rapper, but there was still some hesitancy to put a sing in that position. He wasn't hesitant. Yeah. The people that... Yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah, meant. Like, yeah. he had that vision. He had that foresight. Yeah, yeah. But there were still people within the Punjabi industry who were like, I don't want to put a sing in Punjabi music. Yeah, period. Yeah. And which was, which was funny to it's me, too. It's that bullshit, yeah. though, that we see in, in Bollywood in general, right? Okay, you see a sing in a fucking Hindi movie, he's that comical, yeah. silly, yeah. drunk guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that shit is still lingering, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. they don't want to show us off, like, you know, the kings that we are, right? Yeah. So yeah. now we... We are flipping the script on that bullshit, right? Yeah, and and Zeus comes from a family of sings, and like you know, like mm. they 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 pride themselves as being so loud and singing stuff too. So his thing was like, yo, I want you to be up front, and I want you to look the way you look and hold it down. And he's like, I want my kids and you know um, people after us to look at you and be like, yo, this is dope. Yeah, like we want somebody who looks like this, like who's proud and who, who reps their their people. Um, so he had that vision and definitely he had that foresight. So, and he stuck through it. He could have been like, yo, F it, right? Like this is too much work or like, I'm sure he may have lost some stuff, right? For forcing me, he used to force people to put me on songs. Like, he'd be like, yo, I'm keeping this rap. He would Mm -hmm. say, he would tell me that. Cause I'd be like, yo, I don't know Zeus. I like, are they going to keep it? Like if they're not going to keep it, I don't want to waste my time. He's like, I don't care. He's like, you're doing it. And he's like, I'm going to make them keep it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. And they did. Cause you know. That's dope. Yeah. Things we out here, 2K19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, they're coming for us money out here, yo. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, man. All right, noise. Yeah, what I'm gonna. I'm grateful for just speaking on the the topic of producers that have been instrumental in helping us get to that next level. Um, I wanna I wanna give a shout out to the homie Satnam from Five Rivers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met him kind of around the same time you met Zeus, so like around 2010, mm-hmm. around that time period. Um, and yeah, like he's he's an established artist. Like he's very known in the reggae community here as well as in Jamaica. Uh, he didn't really do rap music too often. Like he did mostly reggae, a little bit of Punjabi music. So rap really wasn't his forte. Um, I actually met him magic through you in Humble. Yo, I used to yeah. sleep on his couch when I yeah. pretended to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sadnab. Yeah, so he kind of <laughs> took a chance on all of us and said, yo, these guys are hungry. These guys are talented. I don't necessarily do what they're looking for, but he was willing to learn and we were willing to learn. Yeah. So he kind of brought that outsider perspective of, okay, this is what they're doing in reggae. This is what we're doing in rock. This is what we're doing in Punjabi music. And we brought that other perspective, like, okay, this is what's going on in rap. Yeah. And we were able to kind of build and combine those perspectives. So he was really, I think he kind of took my vocal performance in the booth. He kind of helped me excel and step that up to another level. And yeah, man, shout out to Satnam. He's got an incredible work ethic. If you've ever been in a studio session with him, you know how how much of a lover of music he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll, you'll, the song will be playing, he'll just have it on loop, and all of a sudden he'll, like, grab a guitar, and he'll start, like, jamming an other, another melody on top of it, or he'll play a new bass line over it. So That's crazy. he's one of the most, uh, like, creating with him is one of the most fun experiences I've had. So, yeah, I just want to sh- give a shout-out to Satnam. Shout-out, Satnam, shout Five shout Rivers. Um... Oh, you guys had such good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have. Th- Every time I don't think about this shit, and then I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> the I mic comes on you. Um, I'm I'm thankful that we can have conversations like this, right? Like, yeah. obviously, we're doing a podcast, but even if we weren't, it would be it would be dope to just just to catch up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
the last time the Zoo Babies all chilled was at your latest music video, right? And to just pick up where things left off, like, yeah, we, we didn't all keep in touch as much as we should have, but the fact that we can still show, show love to each other, secretly be supporting each other, and this, that, like, to me, that, that's the biggest thing. Because end of the day is, we all know how many fucking shady people we've met along this timeline of our music journey, right? And a lot of people fake it right they'll tell you yo do this do that we'll get you this we'll get you that and like you kind of touched on earlier you don't kind of get excited because we've all been burned so much so right? many times so it's like when it you comes you're just like all right. yeah you're like all right okay this is one thing that actually worked out right so it's like it's true but like the fact that through this medium of having a podcast we've gotten to reconnect with a lot of people that we grew up with being mm-hmm. creative mm-hmm. And that we all had this little hustle about. That's like the greatest thing to me is that, yo, we're still here and we can still pick it up where we left and we can still support each other and keep it moving. Even though we may not be fucking friends who see each other every day, you know? So I'm, I'm thankful yeah. for that, yo. But it's still gang, you know, we still love, bro. <laughs> straight up, straight up. With that being said, this has been the Immigrant Hustle Podcast. I am your host, B Magic. And I got my brother Noise with me and our very special guest, Fate DOE. Thank you for coming. Domi. 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 No, thank you, man. It's been a thank pleasure. You. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. This was actually really good to, like, like you said, to catch up, to talk. Like, we, when we, when would have we done this otherwise, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, so, that's true. Yeah. That's like, true. Like, yeah we made an honestly, excuse, yo. We made a podcast excuse. just to talk to you, bro. There you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Good. Thank you so much, man. Okay.